Hey everybody, Josh Hirton, World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Tim Pachote, the Liberty Advisor, and we are dealing with a huge, huge problem today, especially with the most, uh, the youngest of the generations, which is dependency, and it's affecting the older generations that spend the most into the economy, and this is just a cluster, you know what, in, in a nutshell, and we're going to get into this article today out of Zero Hedge, it says a record 52% of millennials now live with their parents, highest since Great Depression. And this is absolute insanity. And of course, they're going to try and blame COVID and whatever, you know, a, a scapegoat that they can possibly blame. But the fact of the matter is, this is a long time coming. And it really is something that we've been reporting on for many years here at WAM, um, talking about the dangers of dependency and how this would eventually happen and how these cycles turn into, you know, creating um, weak men, weak men create, um, you know, hard times, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times. And we can go in a circle with that. But anyway, let's. Uh, before we go into this today, uh, make sure to check those links below. Hit that like button, share on social media to get around the shadow banning. Join our newsletter at www.iamband.com. Also, because we are completely viewer funded and demonetized, make sure to check the links below for GoFundMe, Patreon, and Subscribestar. Only you can keep this in information running as we are about to be deleted off of YouTube. And either way, we're leaving by November 5th because we have no choice. So check us out on the alternative platforms like Float.app, Library, BitChute, and Minds, all linked below. Really appreciate everyone checking those out. And if you want to become a client of Tim Pachotes, go to thelibertyadvisor.com. He is a certified financial planner. And also, one more thing here, guys. Make sure to check out the PFT Privacy Protector. It's a Faraday cage for your phone. Um, Dan Dix of Press for Truth put a lot of effort into finding the best materials along with his friend Howard. And they've put a lot of work into this. So make sure to check the link below for that um, if you want to keep your privacy safe. Anyway, let's get into this article. As it says, a record 52% of Millennials now live with their parents, highest since Great Depression. And as the article goes into, Wall Street and the Trump administration have been in no rush to acknowledge the deep economic scarring from the virus-induced downturn that is set to prolong the recovery well into 2021. I think that's wishful thinking myself. As it continues, it says, readers by now understand the probabilities of a V-shaped recovery for the real economy for the remainder of 2020 are quickly fading. Um, stories of permanent job loss and the collapse of small businesses are gaining traction in the mainstream press in September as the stock market rolls over. Another dose of economic reality could stun Americans as the total number of young adults living at home has just surpassed levels not seen since the 1930s Great Depression. A new report via, via Pew Research Center explains a record amount of young folks have moved back home because of the virus pandemic. See, I told you has crippled their finances. As of July, 52% of millennials were living at home, up from 47% in February. At least 2.6 million youngsters over the February to July period returned home, pushing up the total to 26.2 million. <clears throat> And you could see this chart here from Pew Research Center. Now let's go into this, Tim. I think this is an important subject. Obviously, yourself as a certified financial planner, uh, something you probably get asked a lot about is you know millennials and and the the issues of kids living at home because obviously with the baby boomer generation spends more into the economy than any other generation, and many of the baby boomers have kids that are in their twenties. And I say kids in their twenties because nowadays most people in their 20s are still kids because, it, again, we're living in a very dependent era here where people are raised to be dependent. It's not necessarily the fault of the parents. It's a public school system. It's a media. It's just the way people are educated today, and it's unfortunate, and we see this go in loops 
for over eternity. I mean, they've mentioned uh, since the Great Depression. That was right before the hard times of the Great Depression. Everyone was starting to get more and more dependent. They were living their best years. Uh, you know, they're dressing up, costume parties, drinking, you know, gluttony, all this kind of stuff. And what happens at the end of a bubble, you, you start seeing things like we saw in like Scottsdale. There's a bunch of stores that are shuttered now that were like sock stores, like quirky socks. It's like that's peak bubble. Well, another thing that's that's peak bubble is kids being super dependent, living with their parents, not having jobs. And it really does show and give an insight into the real economy. So um, what do you think about like this this amount of debt that, um, you know, kids in their 20s have, the, the amount of kids living at home with their parents and then the strain it has on retired baby boomers? Uh, so I don't want to say it's all millennials. I know it is 18 to 29 year olds because Josh and I are millennials. So don't hold that against us. And uh, I've been out of my house since I was 17. So and uh, 34 now. So over half my life, uh, unlike some other people we know. But uh, anyways, uh, when it comes to this, the dependency starts at uh, basically with the student loans. So, you know, you go, uh, you know, your guidance counselor is telling you to go to school and then, oh, you like this school because it has a nice football team or basketball team. And then you're spending $50,000 a year. And if you're at, I forgot if it was Northeastern or Northwestern the other day, there was a story where uh, some, I think there's 11 kids gathering and they kicked all those 11 kids out of school, kept their $400,000. And uh, I mean, frankly, I mean, I'd be absolutely pissed if that were, you know, happened to, happen to uh, me or my, my kid. But anyways, uh, you know, we're at the, this point now where, you know, so you go, in the college, you get yourself into $100,000 of debt, and then now you can't find a job, and now you're working at Starbucks and you know kicking people out of stores because they don't have masks on. And then the next thing you know is uh, you know you're still living at home, and now you can't go get married because no one wants to marry someone that's you know $100,000 in debt, or you know it's probably not a good wise move. And then because you're not getting married, then you're probably not having kids, which means you also don't have the money to go buy your first home, which then also then leads into other things where you know who are the older generations going to sell their home to oh the other kids who are still living at home with their parents I mean now some of them might be you know making wise financial moves and saving up money and doing responsible things but you know a lot of people it's because they have to not because they want to because believe me probably very few people want to live with their parents uh, you know in in their you know in their 20s and it's even a bad problem in, for you know uh, I don't say kids kids in their 30s but you know there's but we do know kids in their 30s but uh, yeah yeah but it's a bad problem for, for you know one of them has a media yeah there is yeah it's bad for people in their 30s as well but, uh, before you continue Tim I just do I, I want to mention here because we we have this a uh, psychological impact of so a lot of people will say you know the one of the biggest things that prolongs things like alcoholism for example is denial and um, there's a psychological impact for denial on, on uh, millennials, a lot of millennials, a lot of kids um, in their 20s that um, think they know everything and they don't look at it as they're doing the wrong thing. They're looking at it as people are doing this to them. It's being done to them. And to a, a, an extent, they're right. Obviously, they are being affected by a beast system. But with that said, it's about responsibility. That's all freedom has ever been about. And they, they instead of offloading uh, you know, their responsibilities, like looking at issues that they're responsible for and things that they can do to better their, their themselves and their life and you know their livelihood instead they blame the past generations they ban they blame every single thing around them every construct of society their parents that are paying for everything for them and I mean it is really a, a psychological issue it, it's denial of you know your basic responsibilities and we know a lot of people in their 30s that is, are still like denying those responsibilities so I mean again uh, I, I just I can't help but think that while this is this is being done to them to a great extent, uh, most of this rests on their shoulders for just uh, believing and regurgitating everything they learn in school and just going along with the crowd.
And they're asking for literally more of what got them there in, in the first place. I mean, this government. So that's what drives me nuts. Yeah. And so, the, you know, I get all these, especially like Black Lives Matter supporters who want to ask for more government. Well, it's, you know, the government that's, you know, holding you down in most cases. Yeah. The government, the one running crack cocaine into black communities for 30 years and destroying the families. And now, the, you know, the government's rubbing their hands together as all these people protest for more government. Yeah, or marijuana is a schedule one drug, meaning it has absolutely no medical uses whatsoever. And then using that as a skeleton key to then go and be able to search black people cars but oh no one no one wants to talk about that but you know it, yeah we're not that's a whole nother rabbit hole that i'm not not like i'm afraid to talk about talk about numerous times but it's just not what we're talking about right now uh but you know as you go into you know other things i mean just think about you know this eventually this is going to have when the cdc is no longer the landlord uh you know who are all these homes that are you know all these people that are way behind in their their, their mortgage payments rent payments uh you know how, how i don't see how the housing market and it's in certain certain areas uh more rural areas and and areas of you know probably close to bigger cities where are people fleeing places like New York City like I think you know some of those could see good price appreciation and and maybe even places like like we're at here in Arizona and for, unfortunately because we're being you know Californianized uh and, but then that notwithstanding I just don't see how the math is going to work out unless it's just the housing prices go up because they're printing all this money uh, but it all starts from you know going getting indoctrinated going into school and then now all these kids are broke and they're mad but they're not mad they're professors who you know never knew anything and got them into this you know position to be begin with they're mad at you know entrepreneurs they're mad at you know uh i mean they should be mad at the system but they just don't unfortunately don't understand how the system uh basically is using them as tools to get more enslavement i mean just like you know no one wants to go around polluting everything but the environmental movement uh while there's probably a lot of good-hearted people in there especially because it's this generation that's you know pretty much all caught up in it you know they see people like us as like the bad guys even though we're the ones who want to live like sustainable and and you know we not that we're trying to live sustainable but we want to be off-grid and do all the things that they should be doing. Yeah, meanwhile, the government is the biggest polluter in the history of the world, and they want the government to fix the problem of pollution. That's like asking the government to fix the police. That's like asking the government to fix the wars. Well, wait, they're the ones behind that that agenda in the first place. And again, we can look at this chart here on the screen. Share of young adults living with parents rises to levels not seen since the Great uh, Depression era, uh, percent of 18 to 29 year olds uh, in U.S. living with a parent. And you could see, obviously, there is that uptick. Well, in the Great Depression, there is an uptick from February to July 2020 during the COVID thing. But look, that's just because, well, uh, at, at, in the first place, this is just a catalyst. It wasn't a cause. There was already a big problem with the economy. There's already a huge move. You could look between, uh, you know, 2000 and then 2010 and then 2010 and 2019. It's just an absolute insane rise. And what they don't mention is that, you know, this was just a catalyst. So that was already about to happen. Kids were on their last dollar as it is. And then all it needed was something to basically literally kick them out of their jobs. And it made sense for them to do this and live with their parents. And again, a large percentage of these are also Asian and Hispanic and culturally Asian and Hispanic people live with their parents more often. And it's not a level of dependency. It's just a cultural thing where people take care of their family members, especially their grandparents and great grandparents. So that also is in there, but you know, it's not properly accounted for. So I, you know, at the end of the day, I think the issue is the dependency more than anything else. So, yeah, we see an uptick under COVID 
sure, of course there was going to be an uptick over COVID. There's already an uptick, a massive uptick over the last several years from 38% to 47% leading up to up to this uh, year, up to this February. So that can't be ignored. And we've talked about that for years, a massive uptick. And that is what worries me because these people, unfortunately, again, they're in debt in college. They are working stupid jobs. They have absolutely no ambitions. They're just, instead of looking forward at what they can be or what they can become, Instead, they go into like some class in university, gender studies or whatever it might be, and end up losing all their money and putting their parents in debt. Then they live with their parents, put them further in debt, and then they get a job at McDonald's or Starbucks. And then they say, maybe one day I'll become a manager. And it's nothing against people working at Starbucks. It's just that people need ambition to do good things, to create good things in the market. And then this is where it is being done to them because the market isn't inviting for people to create new things and compete and innovate. It's not inviting. You have to be a massive monopoly being bailed out by the government to get anywhere anymore. So, I mean, it's a comp it's a combination of dependent people who have no ambitions and blame everyone for their problems instead of themselves and then at the same time a massive system that needs to be blamed that is pushing people into poverty every single day. And you're a financial planner, Tim. I mean, what would you tell people uh, within your legal ability to actually speak on this matter? What would you tell people regarding their kids staying at home? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a tricky one. And I've seen it where my, where my dad, you know, came back home briefly to, you know, live with my, well, my grandparents, but, you know, he had me at 20 and 19 years old. So I'm not like some rich trust fund baby, as people might think, just because I'm a financial advisor. I mean, I know the struggles that are out there. And mom was working, you know, at Pizza Hut growing up and dad was working at a grocery store. So I get the struggles that are out there. But, you know, but for a lot of people, they're, you know, especially if they're close to retirement age, you know, they're going to have to be able to provide prioritize being able to, you know, retire than they will, uh, than they are to either paying kids debts down or, uh, you know, bankrolling their children's future because, you know, there's not a lot of time for them to plan for these things. But unfortunately, as a society, I mean, we've seen that this is all, you know, way too predictable. And then now you're also seeing uh, birth death rates or not, you're seeing uh, birth rates, you know, pretty much at all time lows, at least during our lifetimes, which then is going to have its own implications going on because this entire economy is basically a Ponzi scheme and, and especially things like Social Security and Medicare, which is even a bigger problem, Social Security. So as you need to have more and more generations paying into the system because they never saved any of the money, just like in uh, like when everyone says, oh, well, Bill Clinton ran surpluses. Well, he didn't. If you actually back out of the Social Security payments, he actually ran deficits, which is why the national debt went up every year underneath Clinton. And I'm not defending it. I hate all the presidents. So, uh, but the, the, the point is, is that if we couldn't even in during the best times, the greatest times ever be able to bank roll and save any money as a country, then how the hell are we going to do it now? Because there's no way to ever pay back the debt because the money is the debt. But, you know, but the, the, but with Social Security, seeing as how you always have these other generations that are bigger and bigger and bigger, well, now because of things, and this is just a mathematical statement here, because of things like abortion, it's just a math, it's just a math problem. So you can't have less people paying for a bigger generation. And is eventually you're only going to have so many people able to pull that horse. And this is, again, it's not even making any more, it's just, this is a strictly math mathematical thing that you can't have abortion and have this type of uh, Ponzi scheme economy. And they're going to probably eventually give everybody the money that they're owed. They're going to give you your $50,000 of your pension. They're going to give you your $34,000 of social security. But the thing is, it's not going to buy you anything. And so like if you're sitting in Chicago and you're in a teacher's, I mean, I doubt there's any like, Chicago teachers watching. I mean, if there are, I mean, maybe leave it below in the comments, but uh, good for you. I've already probably offended them by now. But they, but yeah, for you, for your advice is I would, 
uh, basically not bank on that at all. If you're in your 20s or 30s and you're working for Chicago in any sort of you know pension type uh, you know job that you're going to get in the future, uh, you're probably not going to get it. And I would definitely just not even like walk out of that. I'd run out of that and try to get something else because there's there's no way all of these promises can be made. I mean, I think in in uh, Illinois it's like 20% uh, funded right now, which is just an absolute joke. And then they're so now they're using this this crisis as a skeleton key. So the next go around, they'll probably have the Fed start bailing out the municipalities, even though they were all in trouble beforehand. And a lot of times it's a democratically controlled area. It's not to I mean, again, I don't like the Republicans either, but you know, a lot of these cities, uh, it's just it's just an absolute mess. And we, we just know that where this is eventually going is we need to have more bailouts to help people out. But you know, th- but you're going to have another generation now when you're living at home, uh, it's probably going to, you're going to vote, you're, you're in a weakened position when you're living at home, you're dependent on somebody else. And then these people are going to be more apt to be dependent on the government as well by and large not not everybody there's certainly people that fell in hard times and who are, are great people living at home and i've fallen in hard times before you i mean you're demonetized right now uh, literally without a home yeah literally without a home uh and so you know it's we i get i get what happens i mean two years ago i was basically i i was forced to leave not for i mean i in order, if, in order for me to speak freely like i am now i had to leave the situation that I, that I was in that i finally built up and then the government kept me out of work almost the exact amount of time that we've been under this lockdown now and i was completely out without any income and believe me i know how this feels but i also know that in both cases in my case and the case that's going on right now, in both cases, it was the government's fault. And unfortunately, until we are able to get kids out of this indoctrination system, that's, you know, the education system, you know, it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse because people always believe these uh, liars. Right. And it's so circular. And, you know, it's it, you mentioned, you know, if, if you're in that Chicago school system or whatever, just get out, run out. And people will say, well, it's easier said than done. So is literally everything. Everything is easier said than done unless you have vocal problems or something. I mean, like, seriously, everything is easier easier said than done. So that is a nonsense excuse that people give. Uh, Yeah, every good thing in your life comes from a risk. Every good thing you do in your life comes from a risk that you could lose everything putting your eggs on. But listen, that's how you get to where you want to be. You can't, you don't just like snap your fingers working at Starbucks and go, well, tomorrow I'm going to be, you know, um, a millionaire. And then it just happens. No, you have to pretty much risk going homeless, leave your job. And this is my opinion, of course, don't just don't follow everything I'm saying as like investment advice here, but uh, obviously it isn't. But uh, it just like you, you have to like leave your job basically and put yourself in a position where you could go homeless and then possibly move in with your parents while working on all this other stuff to build yourself up as an individual, whatever hobby, whatever thing that you're passionate about, and then get there. Honestly, it takes years of work. When I started Wham, I was like seriously, I left a, a good construction job that was like $21 an hour, which at my age when I started Wham, I was like 17. 18. So I, I was young. I started doing this. I had already moved across the country previous to that when I was like 15 and, and was selling photography and busking music on the streets. And all those things were risky. And then losing and just giving away this job that I had so much potential and they wanted to give me a raise, all that kind of stuff, because I wanted to do this. Do you think everyone didn't call me insane and call me crazy? Do you think I didn't think that while I was going to bed every night that I was going crazy, that I was actually doing something like this that had no profit potential at all? Well, guess what? I I made it through there. I went years without making any money. I was super broke all the time, but I do what I love. And then I got to a point where I was making some money and then YouTube ripped that away from me. So here I am again, because that's again, YouTube, which is tied in with the CIA and the government, again, the government coming in and telling me I can't do something and they're going to rip it away. Sure, I complain. Sure, I call on people to go to the other platforms. But at the end of the day, 
It's what, what am I going to do about it as an individual? It comes down to me. It's not what the government can do about it. It's not what the banks can do about it. It's what I can do about it because I'm not going to add kerosene to the fire that's already been started by them. So anyway, I appreciate you going into this, Tim. Of course, you can become a client of Tempachotes at thelibertyadvisor.com, linked below. And uh, it's another good show. We are going to cut it short because as always, we're going late. But make sure to hit that like button. Check the links below. Um, and of course, share this on social media to get around the shadow banning. Join Find our newsletter at www.imband.com. Find our Teespring store below if you want to get some merchandise and help support Wham. Another way to support Wham, as we are demonetized and completely um, viewer funded, is go to GoFundMe, Patreon, or Subscribestar and help us out there. Pref preferably like um, Subscribestar or, go, uh, or uh, you know maybe Patreon. GoFundMe takes a bit of it. Um, there's also PayPal, Ziggy33 at mail.com, not Gmail at mail.com. Um, that's not mine. I'm banned from PayPal, but it gets to me. Um, and of course, um, you can uh, find this privacy protector which I'll bring up on the screen right now, um, linked below as well. PFT Privacy Protector to keep you safe from the cashless society coming at you with this Faraday cage for your phone where you can't, you, even if you turn off airplane mode, even if you turn off your phone, you're being tracked everywhere. Having a Faraday cage around your phone and having the ability to stay private. And also it's for your health too. I mean, the radiation that comes off your phone, it's a great way to become infertile. We're talking about low um, birth rate lately. Well, you know, a big part of that is since the 2000s, the rate of um, the birth rate has dropped dramatically. The sperm counts have dropped dramatically since the early 2000s. I wonder if it has something to do with everyone keeping their cell phone right next to their testicles. Anyway, um, I, I really appreciate everyone uh, watching that. Check the links below and um, find anything you need down there. Also join us on Float.app, Library, and BitChute, as well as Minds. All linked below. We need you on those other platforms. Anyway, that was long-winded. Until next time, this is Josh Erickson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth. Be the change.